I can learn English. (laughs) You were called a different name and blah, blah, blah. You're going to hell and I'm going to hell six times over because I got six tattoos. So do you want to do the intro, Mr. Josh Brewer? What was my name? Mr. Josh Brewer. Almost Johnson Brewer. I was going to say, it's not like he was going, Josh Johnson. Yeah, no, it, it almost was Johnson Brewer. Go Power Rangers. <laughs> I forgot about that part. Yeah, me too. <laughs> That's why I had to pull that one out of the archives oh. because I was like, that one's just a random smattering of <laughs> things. I, I I can't give it a particular any person one. That was a that was a group effort one right there. <laughs> it really was. And you remember who did that Go Go Power Rangers part, right? That was you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is shocking <laughs> really high and i was like "Woo!" oh welcome to another episode of use your words podcast yeah. it, by the time this is released it's going to be uh june and our birthdays are way behind us at this point and we're mm. all a little older a little wiser a little sadder but mm. hopefully a little more tanned because there's more sunlight out and hopefully it's a little warmer out than it has been today when we're recording it is a beautiful day outside and I'm glad I decided to put my AC on in my apartment before I left and came down here. <laughs> Be cooking otherwise. Yeah, but anyways, I'm joined here again with Aaron Johnson, as you've heard, the wonderful Mr. Johnson with his yeah. long bang hair in yes. the back. It looks like he's trying to grow like, I don't know what. <laughs> it, 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 it's not a mullet, and it's, yeah, it's just weird. It's It's a mess. It's what it is. Yeah, it's my I, mess. I think your mother just needs to force hold you down and force a yeah. shave, then send you to the army. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be a rough while. And then we got uh, Mr. Brewer here as well. He's looking at saws for whatever reason. He <sighs> wants to buy a saw. Like I mentioned last episode, I do uh, try to get these guys, especially recently, to try to. I guess be more involved in volunteer topic ideas and that because I already have a lot that I'm doing on the back end of stuff. So the more they can do yeah, on the front end, um, the, the, the easier it makes my life, <laughs> um, especially now starting a new job. Oh, yeah. Recently, by the way, I do need to put this disclosure in my new employer. As my previous employer does not endorse or anything that I say, everything I say is my own, not related or tied to any of my employment in any way, if you ever figure out where I'm employed at. But that is not too hard to figure out if you look at my social media information. Uh, so I, just, I do have to put that out there. I was reading through my work's social media guides, and that's something that has to be there. Uh, I never even thought about that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but anyways, so I, I solicit information from these two because, well, they're younger. They have ideas. They know what their fellow people are thinking most of the time. Sometimes, maybe, hopefully. Sometimes I wonder if they're conscious. True. <laughs> um, and Aaron's like, let's do one on what's so great about heaven, how to go to heaven. And I was like, yeah. well, okay. <laughs> so I was like. I was like, you know what? Aaron says, hey, I want to do this. I go, okay, we're, doing we're it. going to make it happen. Oh, right. And then my first question that always comes up when um, I let Aaron or Josh pick a topic, or at least is going to be us 
not, hopefully not to scare them away in any which way whatsoever in the future. But whenever they kind of suggest a topic, and I'm like, hmm, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Let's go with it. Go, what brought this topic to mind? <laughs> a, it gives me a little bit of time to formulate my own thoughts on this. Uh, B, it also allows me to peer into the brain of the one who came up with the topic to see what jogged this idea and this thought and what stimulated this train of conversation in their own head. Aaron's uh, looking constipated like he's trying to form a thought right now. <laughs> so, Aaron, uh, this one's yours, so I'm going to let you take this one away. Uh, you know, I'm not saying you have to start the conversation. I'm just saying, what kind of jump-started this in your brain? What shocked your brain into thinking about this? Well, again, going right back to the Holy Ghost Note podcast. Okay. Um, so, kind of from for the whole bad Christian thing, uh, it was... Whoa, what's so great about it? And they're like, why? Well, the guy Adam was like, didn't think you'd want to go to heaven based on who you think would, who he thinks would be there if okay. you go to heaven. He doesn't want to be with those kind of people. Um, and for what Aaron's getting at is like the hyper judgmental, hypocritical people, correct? Yeah. Kind of what we talked about in the previous episode. Yeah. And then, I mean, just starting to go off of my well and then the other thing was uh, like at the end it kind of got to where it was asking what he kind of believes at the moment and stuff and it was <laughs> like to me it kind of left me feeling kind of sad but he his whole take on it is you no know, he'll live the best he can here you know help out people and do what he can to be a good person and he's like if that's not good enough at the end and he still says nope he's like i'm more than okay with going to hell i'm like oh why <laughs> that just made me sad but the other thing well because mm -hmm. then matt had I, some i don't know if it was like he said it was like some thing he either like had like had a some sort of vision on or like a dream of one night okay but it was of um this like messed up sinful woman that had gone through a lot in her life and it's like god talking to her and she's just kind of like i guess i'd have to pull up and have you guys actually listen to it but basically it's like she just feels so disgusting and undeserving of what god has offered her and out of you know love and mercy whatever god you know takes her and loves her kind of thing i mean that's i mean that's we should all, I guess, be on that level. It was like, none of us deserve anything that we've been given from God, especially the gift of life mm -hmm. and you know, eternity with him. So it's like, I feel like to a point, like all of us would be at that moment of where it's like, man, like I am so filthy and undeserving. Like, how could you love me like that? But the thing is, that he, he did. He does. Right. So it's like, you can take it or leave it kind of thing but it makes me n nervous when it almost ha ended to me almost ended up like where it's like well if you do live a good enough life maybe he'll just have some mercy on, more mercy on you and just be like all right you're with me without doing i guess the other things that were as far as i believe that we're supposed to do with you know accepting christ as our savior and um 
confessing the sins, asking forgiveness and whatnot, and actually believing in him and having that be a life-changing moment and having the Holy Spirit be a part of us. But the other thing that has eventually come to my mind that is not related to the that podcast yeah was can you have selfish motives in going to heaven okay fair question you know basically saying like and there's a pretty good i guess kind of cool well not kind of it was a cool good sermon uh, at church a while ago but saying pretty much titled i've got mine okay. so it's like we're okay you know i've done the done the thing to get saved you know i've done all that check that off it's like all right i'm good i've got my you know my part of the deal being saved and just leaving at that not i guess being a disciple and going out and sharing the good news and whatnot you're just keeping it to yourself so there's that aspect of it but then i was thinking of like what if you know obviously being a kid you hear all right do you want to go to heaven or hell what's a kid gonna want what is anybody gonna want Mm mm-hmm at least I'd hope. <laughs> There's some messed up people that probably don't care or would. Uh, that blows my mind. I don't like that. But um, it's like, could you just be like, oh, yeah, I'll do that so I can go to heaven. But then it's like, where are you at with that? Is that legitimate or not kind of thing? So that was my another question of mine. It was just like, can you have at the beginning just like this thought of like, well, I'm going to do this so I can go to heaven. And not, and just have that be the main reason of wanting to go to heaven. Which I mean, anybody wants to go to heaven because nobody wants to go through pain. But, well, there are some some people that do. But, but there are some people yeah, that do. But but uh, yeah, I I know what you I know what you're getting at. Yeah. So I don't know. That was one question of mine outside of the whole. Okay, I have uh. A clarifying question, just to clarify for me, and I just mm-hmm. make sure I'm following correctly. Yeah. Um, earlier, you know, when you're talking about the, that, you were saying it kind of makes you nervous. The whole concept of that if I live a good enough life type deal. What What about that made you uh, nervous? Was it that the guy Adam was like living that, or were you kind of nervous that that might be the truth and you're going to the extreme or Oh, I guess I would expound be, upon that. Yeah, I would be I'm more nervous for Adam thinking that that's, that's it. That's all okay. you got to do kind of thing. Because, man, unless, I, I don't know, unless everybody else, well, not everybody else, because some, I mean, that is a teaching for some people. It's like, well, you can just, you know, live a good life and hopefully, you know, you'll be good in the end. But yeah, they I guess that doesn't line karma. up biblically. <laughs> biblically. 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 <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is water, I swear. Wow. The only reason I believe you is because I can't spell the vodka. <laughs> so, I don't know. It 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 what? It makes me I don't know. It, it, I'm not wrong, right? For that not being biblical teaching. I mean, as a Christian, we're supposed to confess our sins and acknowledge Christ as our savior. Right. And all that. Like that's he is the only way to God and into heaven is through him. Yes. So so yes, uh, being a good person is not gonna save you. <laughs> that doesn't get you a fast pass anywhere. Nope. Sorry. Um, before I continue trying to laser focus things <clears throat> in, yeah, 
Joshy boy, do you have any comments on anything that Aaron said? Anything you want to add, change, amend, uh, argue against, argue for? <laughs> anything you'd like to saw in half? <laughs> Probably. Um, you know, Aaron, <sighs> what you just said. Um... Without trying to pretend to be a troll. So, Josh, before I continue, try laser focus things in. Do you have anything that you want to add? Uh, subtract, argue against, argue for, clarify in your own words anything about this. Before. I find it interesting um, for people who are content with life, not really curious what happens after. Um, just there, just just the thought of, oh, you know, it's going to be so empty. I mean, we don't even know what it's like to go from Earth to heaven earth to hell we don't we don't know what it's like i mean all we can do is basically go off with but we don't know that experience we don't even know how we're going to uh feel when that experience comes we don't even know how we're gonna you know when you sit there before the throne and you're being judged and we don't we don't know what it's gonna look like we we huh? i mean all we can do is i mean it's like it's like the kid that you tell don't do this because it's gonna hurt you and the kid doesn't listen and he gets hurt you know Somebody can tell you something, but you don't actually know it until you're there, until you're experiencing it. And who knows? Maybe we, we won't be able to um, feel what it's like standing before, uh, before God. Maybe it's just maybe we'd just be so numbed to the fact that we're standing in front of him. I, I, I don't know. But the fact that some people can sit there and just kind of, well, you know, if, if, I, uh, if, if, I, if I go to hell, I go to hell. You know, it's just, it's, it's just interesting. It's like. How does our mind process? How does our mind think? And it's the one thing reason why I've been starting to kind of be bewildered by the thought processing and uh, stuff like that is because I've been watching Criminal Minds with, with mm -hmm. Amy. And each episode, they come out with like a new psychological effect that is either implemented through genetics or implemented through some sort of uh, thing in someone's life. And their brain is just susceptible to that. Uh, like some people, they're, you know, sociopaths from birth. They just don't have that ability to put things to emotion. It's just like they're just numb. Mm -hmm. And then you have some people who sit there and they do things because of um, past experiences. And the one thing I find interesting is one in the shows, they sit there and somebody's doing something, but they're doing it as a replay. It's like they're almost stuck in this horrible memory that they have to act it out. And it's just, it's just, it's just the brain itself. It's just intriguing. And the soul, you know, and how the brain and the soul can communicate. And some people, you know, the, the phrase goes, um, I know some people will say, well, you don't have a conscience until you acknowledge Christ. I have never heard You've that. You've never heard that? No. Really? I have never heard that because, because here's the thing. And, uh, never mind. I'll disagree with that in a minute, but oh, I'm going to let you continue on. And I just kind of sprint off that. Um, I, I haven't heard it much recently. When I was younger, I would hear it. And uh, there is uh, people that I would talk to, their reasoning would be is your morals as a Christian align with God's morals. People who don't know God, their morals are aligned with what they've been told or what they've been shown. So to them, right and wrong 
is based off of that. For us, right and wrong is based off of the book of the Bible. You know, you know, God's God's commandments, God's God's don't do this, do this. Um, so that's that's where they were uh, coming from, and I, and I can see that. But then again, at the same time, we all do know from being raised what's right and what's wrong, and there are just some things that instinctively we know we shouldn't do, and some things we do. But then, in some people's cases, psychologically, they lose that function. But I yeah, agree. I just, I just, I, I just, it's interesting that some people are just so content with not knowing or not even. I don't know if it's just they're able to block out that thought, or if they're just so focused and uh, fixated on uh, on things today and objects and and uh, and people today that they don't even allow their brain to think outside that. When you're in, when you're in your deathbed and you're about to see all your possessions and all your relationships just disappear, I mean, when, when, when you can't. I mean, how do you not just question what's going to happen next? Then you have some people who are like, "Oh yeah, I I, I was uh, I died as an 84 year old person in India, and these you know these occasional kids can recite almost you know very specific things in this person's life several countries over, and you're just like, whoa." So what we're learning is Josh believes in reincarnation. Uh, I didn't say that. I didn't <laughs> say just that. Pl- I'm just kidding. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> um, now I know where his dog gets it from. I know. I'm going to have to go over there and discipline both of them. <laughs> Much needed. Yeah. <laughs> now your turn to talk. Shh. Sorry. <laughs> oh, someone's trying to act as the director this episode. <laughs> Go on, Josh. Take it away. Um, <laughs> you, you just earned yourself a whole lot more talking time. <laughs> you have no idea what you just did to yourself. <sighs> That's all. That's my tangent. That's okay. <laughs> Paul's losing his mind. <laughs> okay. I don't know, Paul. What do you think? What's going on in your mind? Okay, so my thoughts on this wonderfulness. Um, I'm going to disagree on Josh with a a point here. That people don't question eternity. I think people innately always are kind of questioning eternity. They're always looking at what it is, whether they believe in Christ or not, whether they believe in God or not, whether they follow a specific religion. They're always either, they're going to return to Mother Gaia, or they're going to be one with the stars, or they're just going to be gone. Their version of eternity is something. Everyone has something. Because I think we all realize we're all mortal. We're not immortal. We're going to die at some point. That's kind of one of those key concepts and components of being a sentient, is realizing the fact that you're going to die at some point. You know, obviously... A little kid doesn't understand that because, well, they're a little kid. They don't need to understand that. You know, some unfortunately will go through a tragedy, which will make them understand it earlier in life than others. But by the time you're a teenager, you kind of understand the concept that eventually mommy and daddy are going to go bye-bye and go and, <laughs> you know, depending on your faith structure. And you go, well, I'm not a person. We all have faith in some way. Mm-hmm. We all believe in something. We all mm-hmm. believe you know, a, a God of some sort, whether that is the God of money, that is the God of entertainment, that is God, that is God, that is the God of friends, that is the God of money, God of food, God of sex, God of drugs, God of pornography, whatever it is, God of also, pleasure. I was going to say, he's also referring to yourself, 
where those rule out the same. So you are the well, god. Well, no, th- there's all those gods, and then there's the god of self. Th- th- yes. Th- these are all different things. You are always going to, regardless if you say, I'm not a religious person, you are going to worship at the feet of something. Mm. Whether you realize it or not, what you are spending your time, your devotion, your energy. Right now, Aaron is worshiping a Rubik's Cube. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yes. what, that, that's what's happening. You know, he's learning how to do more advanced Rubik's Cubes uh, now that he's older. You know, no longer the standard three by three Rubik's Cubes. I see a four by four as well as a six by six. No, it's five by five. I cannot count. Yes, that is five okay. by five. Uh, so he has these more advanced Rubik's Cubes that he's learning. Now, I'm not saying he's worshiping there. He worships in the bathroom. We all know that. <laughs> <laughs> he worships. The porcelain uh, throne. Yes. But. We all spend time, money, resources on things, and we all believe in something and where we like to publicly say that or not. And we all kind of have this concept of what eternity is like, what happens when we die. It is something that has been on the mind of humanity since forever, since we have recorded history of it. We're always looking for what happens, what, what is that thing, whether that we reincarnate or whatnot. There's always going to be something there. So it, that's where I kind of disagree on that little function with you there, Joshy boy. But I, I get what you're saying at the same time. So I'm not like saying Josh is an idiot and he's wrong. I'm just saying th- this is how I disagree with these portions of it. And that's fine. Um, disagreement is a good thing, actually. I actually agree to disagree. I actually find more enjoyment in disagreement than in pure unity. Because then that's where conversations what? and things happen, and that's where ideas are bounced off and refined. Sure, I guess maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I know Aaron's like, no, <laughs> I just want everything simple. Yes, <laughs> you know, he's like, yeah, I, I just want. So I, I, I disagree. I think people are curious about what happens after life. However, what they, even though they're curious about it. Because the construct on which Christianity is based, they may not like that construct. They may not like this idea that there are rules and standards and this concept of, hey, there's instructions for how to live. They may not like that because they're like, oh, it's just an ancient book. I don't want to follow that. So therefore, because of that, I'm going to follow what I want to do. And whatever happens, happens. And hopefully I'm good enough and one day can get into heaven. You know. And as Christians, we look at that and we, it's sad because we believe— what we have in our book, in the Bible. Now, other religions believe other things, and I'm not well-versed in other religions, so I can't go and say what these different groups you know, believe. Okay, Josh maybe can tell us what the Hopi Indians believe. I don't know. <laughs> he might have that knowledge. I don't know. Do you, Josh? No. no. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes you know weird things, so I have to ask. That is fair. It's true. So it's a random thing that Josh might be like, oh, I studied that, and I'm an expert on it. And I'd be like, what the heck? When did you do that? (laughs) Um, That does seem to be a Josh thing. Yeah, I know, exactly. So I can't can't talk to the world at large on all the religions. I can talk to what Christianity believes. And Christianity believes that there is a kind of a, I want to say not a concrete, but a a semi-concrete way to get to heaven. What I mean by that is there's a path to follow. You know, you must believe that Jesus Christ died for our sins, that he was resurrected three days later, you know, that he rose again and ascended to heaven. And that the reason he, came, he was born of virgin birth and that, you know, those are kind of those concrete parts of it. 
But the other parts about it of like, do you just do a prayer? Do you do a prayer one-on-one with the group? With how mm. the, how that's done? That's that's not oh, the concrete okay. part. You know, mm. that's going to be different from everyone. It might be a group revival and a bunch of people just kind of raise their hands and pray a standard prayer that the preacher kind of leads them in and they grow and whatnot. It might be a one-on-one conversation where it's really a deep, intimate thing between friends. You know, maybe the friends come to Christ, or maybe it's, you know, a, a parent with a child sort of deal, or maybe a Sunday school, a VBS type deal. So in that regard, that part is not concrete. You know, that is very flexible. But the standards on which the basis of the belief about Jesus Christ being born, virgin birth, died, rose again, ascended to heaven, those are, those are absolutes that we see in the Christian faith, and we see that from the Bible. And the reason we see that is because, according to the Bible, Everyone is born of sin, in sin, not of sin. Sex is not sinful in the confines of marriage, but, <laughs> but we're born in sin. It's part of our sinful nature. You know, and that we trace that all the way back to Adam and Eve. We trace that back to humanity's early rebellion. You know, and part of me does question, you know, and I admit I don't have the full answer on it. You know, God knew that we were probably going to rebel or he knew that we were going to rebel, why would he allow us to do that if he's perfect? You know, part, part of my no, brain yeah. still has to, still trying to comprehend all that, and I don't have a perfect answer, but I have to believe that God knew what he was doing. And because of that, I have to say, okay, I don't understand. Maybe God will explain that when we get to heaven. You don't know. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> See, it's, at that point, it's probably not going to be too much of a concern <laughs> either. But you never know, I guess. You never know. I'm, I'm the type that's curious. Like, mm-hmm. I was sitting last night um, celebrating a birthday, and we were talking about some things, and the, the history of, like, the word donut came up. <laughs> and, and we were trying to figure out why donuts were called donuts. <laughs> and I was curious, so I had to look up the history of donuts yeah. right there. And then once I found it, I was like, this is the history of donuts. This is why they're called donuts. <laughs> and then um, a Danish pastry called Danish letters. Um, so I was trying to figure out why they're always S's. And then reading through the history, well, it turns out you put, you make them in the shape of the last name of the family that's making the pastry. But it's just become a tradition in the U.S. to make them in S's. So I was like, this is awesome. Now, my, now, now I know some random things. So me, as a very curious person, I would still want to know that information. Right. You wouldn't get to heaven. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. you know, because it's just like, look, I know I'm, that's not going to change anything now. But, hey, I'm curious. Why did you do this? I want, right. I want a little more insight because, honestly, I think that provides a little more insight into the character of God as well. How could he, as this perfect being, allow something imperfect to happen that he created with his own creation under his watch? It seems contradictory in and of itself, but yet at the same time, it's not contradictory, it's complementary. And I have to believe that at that point, God was like, I'm going to put this whole situation in play. And unfortunately, it's going to be in this bad scenario for a while. I'm going to have to let it go through. Right. That's the way I logically see it, but I could be wrong. And I don't know. So I would like to know at some point. But if I don't know, whatever. Yeah, I... After I blew Aaron and I brain for a second there, <laughs> well, and Josh well, is just sitting over here shaking his head. <laughs> don't don't try to think about it too hard. Oh, I'm I'm not. Uh, maybe. Um, yeah. But and I've heard some cool like s- sermons about. Well, uh, this is Shane. He was 
I w- I, I'd have to watch it again to really know how he said everything. But um, yeah, it, I feel like he hit on some of that as to why, or like why it's the, our creation was such a beautiful thing, even though now it's messed up. It's like he's just has such a huge like desire for relationship with us kind of thing, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Um, <laughs> when you, when you, as soon as you brought up the whole donut thing, I always thought about like why is I would kind of get in like a curious mindset as why did they decide to call it ice cream ice cream and then why is ice called ice and water called water and all just going yeah. into stupid stuff like that or why is orange orange and orange isn't red that kind of dumb stuff <laughs> <laughs> that's where I start to just annoy myself and then get oh, upset <laughs> I, I, I can annoy you later with the color thing. Do it, please. <laughs> All right. We'll do this off the air. Sweet. But yeah, right. so those things, you know, but going back to, you know, that was kind of the start of the Christian journey. And the, really the start of it starts at Adam and Eve and the rebellion. I would call it the rebellion, the fall, mm-hmm. sin. You know, so that, and we learn right from there that it's that spiritual death. So when, and again, I don't know this Adam guy, so I'm not like disparaging <laughs> him. He's you know, everyone believes what they believe in their own terms. I cannot force someone to believe something else. And I do not believe in anyone being allowed to or able to force someone else to believe something else against their will. Aaron's eyes just kind of rolled back in his head. <laughs> Jumping all over the place, trying to put plate. In, in other words, what I'm saying is I don't believe in uh, his co-host, uh, the drummer, Matt or whatever. Because it's his co-host is Matt, the drummer, right? Um, August Prince, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't believe in Matt saying, well, to do this, you must believe this. Or that. I, I'm, I'm glad that Adam, that Matt is along Adam to be Adam. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and that, and then questioning those things and that is fine mm-hmm. and that is good. You know, and you know, Adam was like, and going back to kind of the conversation we had, you know, in the previous episode, you can tell that they were comfortable enough with each other to have that conversation, right. even though it's not something maybe Adam was you know, on the same level, you know, they're not at the same place. You know, Matt was having that conversation with them <laughs> yeah. and saying, but they've built up friendship As, over time. So, yeah. And one thing in that was because before he started the, ep- before Adam, you know, was on the episode as a guest, like it's like the first thing is like, so uh, are we going to have to like talk about Christ and stuff like that? <laughs> so it's like right away, it's like you kind of know that he's not exactly like excited to get into that kind of conversation, but because of that level of trust and friendship that they've built with each other. He's, he's one, and Matt didn't try to, I'm assuming, I haven't no, listened to the episode, yeah. obviously, but he didn't like try to stuff it down his throat. He just no. went to listen where he was at. Yep, exactly. You know, and as Christians, we can look at that with the history that we know of from the Bible and what we're told in the Bible. We can look at that and say, uh, where I get where you were saying about, you know, it kind of makes you sad, where he's like, I'm just going to try to do my best. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to build up enough good points to be able to eventually at some point say, hey, let me in. Right. It, it's, it's almost like I think about it um, like a video game in, in, in that concept when people think about it this way. Mm-hmm. They, they look at it and they're like, I need five billion points to get this achievement. So before I die, I have to rack up five billion points, five billion good points. And right. obviously for like every 
Uh, so like for every headshot, I get 10 points. For every time I revive an ally, I get 50 points. For every match I win, I get 100 points, you know, da, da, da. But, 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 but every time I team kill, I lose uh, 200 points. Every right. time I um, betray my team, like Horace, um, mm-hmm. you get negative 500 <laughs> points, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, 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 you get negative and positive points, and that's kind of how I think they see it. They see it as, can my good scale outweigh my bad scale? And can I do enough to say, I'm good? Now, here's the, here's the thing that as Christians we believe is that because we are born into our sinful nature, that is never the case where we can be good enough. There was only one who was born who could be good enough, and that's because, guess what? He was born not in a sinful nature because he was born of a virgin birth. So therefore, he breaks out of that tradition and that lineage that is present through the bloodlines of Adam and Eve. Mm. He's not born of Adam. He's born just of the Eve side, but he's born of God as well. That whole concept of God, of Jesus being 100% human and 100% man at the same time blows a lot of people's minds, so I'm not going to deal with that right (laughs) now because that whole idea is just, that's not, it's important, but Mm -hmm. it is not important to understand the whole, um, everything behind it. You don't need to understand the full theology behind it. You just have to understand at this point, God in Christian theology is 100% man and 100% human which doesn't make sense to our traditional thinking because of the fact that that is 200%. How can you have 200% of 100%? That is two times a thing, which therefore means he should be two people, but he's one. <laughs> Again, Aaron just like, yeah. Crippling up. <laughs> Again, well, I said, we're not going to go into the full theology behind it. I actually took a theology class in college on all this stuff. So I, yeah. I, I, had, I know I rag on college, but there were some good things I got out of it. To be fair, that's the one thing that makes me like want to potentially look at going more into school stuff, maybe someday. (laughs) But so you have these various things going on. And again, so Christians look at it like I can't do anything good enough. There is nothing I could ever. I could I could invent today the cure for COVID-19 delivered to the world for free, not make a cent be the best humanitarian ever, outspend Bill Gates on delivering food and clothing and water for those in need. I could do all that, and at the end of the day, God goes, sorry. Now, why is that? Mm. Why does God go, sorry? You can never be good enough. I already bad. gave the answer. So we're not. We're born in sin. Yeah, we're born in our sin nature. Mm-hmm. God, the concept of God is from Christian Bible and you know, theology is that God is holy. What mm-hmm. is holy? Either one of you. Set apart. Set apart. It's something that's 100% set apart. In the case of God, he essentially goes, I can't have anything unholy in my presence. What is sin? Define sin. Mm-hmm. Unholy. <laughs> Fair enough. <You're asked>. <laughs> it, so sin is deviating mm-hmm. from what is right. Deviating from the standard. So if the standard is you never tell a lie, you deviated. And most of us have deviated by the age of two or when we learn to talk. Right. Did First time we said no to mom. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's disobedience. Like no, that's when your mom goes, Aaron, <laughs> did you eat all of the mac and cheese in the fridge? No. You just told a lie. <laughs> 
You know, and, and we're told through the Bible. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> you know, we're told through the Bible that only those who don't sin can approach God without a sacrifice of some sort. Otherwise, you need some sort of blood sacrifice. Now, under the Old Testament times, these blood sacrifices were done at the temples, and they were done with uh, lambs, pigeons, or not pigeons, uh, doves, you know, things like that, and they mm -hmm. had to be blemish-free. And the blood of these animals were spilt to cover for the blood of uh, God's chosen people, the Jews at the, you know, mm -hmm. this time in history in the Old Testament. And that's through these sacrifices, through these um, offerings, what allowed them to be right with God, to cover their sin. The sin needed to be covered somehow. And, mm -hmm. and we're told through the Old Testament, through the um, Ten Commandments, these are the things to do. Do not steal, do not covet, do not <laughs> commit adultery, you know, these sort of things. We're told these are the laws, and we're told, and we learn through everything how these apply. We learn about, um, you know, as an example of, you know, lust, and following through that, David and Bathsheba. You know, and what happened there where David saw this, one, this woman bathing nice and decided, mm, she's going to be mine. And then what did that do? That led to murder where he murdered one of his best soldiers who was so dedicated that he would not return home when David called him back. He instead slept outside the castle, uh, <laughs> outside the doors and said, my men are out there sleeping, so I'm not going to return home at this time. You know, and David's, you know, trying to, at this point, essentially what he's trying to do is he's trying to cover his tracks that he got Bathsheba uh, pregnant. And he was hoping to send the guy home. Bathsheba would get he, pregnant. Well, well, not from have that Bathsheba and him would be like, <laughs> yes. ooh, we haven't seen each other in a while. Woo! Let's get, let's get uh, to going. And then the pregnancy wouldn't be questioned, really. Right. Didn't happen. So Say there's no DNA test back then. Exactly. <laughs> Didn't happen. So essentially David had him killed by having him on the front line and then going and <laughs> yep. he, he went to battle and died. Uh, so you have these examples throughout the Old Testament as well as these stories of faith as well, people following God. But all through it all, sprinkled through it all, you keep reading about sacrifices, how this animal sacrificed to cover the sin how oh, at this festival these animals are sacrificed for uh, sin, for this, for that. Blood, 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 blood. Because of the fact that they were blemish-free, they were considered pure. And that was the only type. If you had a lamb that had blemishes, it, so if Josh cheaped out and he brought a, a lice-filled uh, lamb in Ew. that had marks all over it, it, it wouldn't be acceptable. And you had to bring in the right type of sacrifice for the right type of offering. If you brought in the wrong type of sacrifice for the wrong type of offering, well, it was rejected, and uh, you ran the risk of having some th bad things happen to you, <laughs> essentially. So that's all the Old Testament. Then we get to the New Testament, and things shift. Big time. Instead of having to sacrifice animals all the time, we have this little kid who grows up to be a man who says he is the son of God, who then says... Kill me, and I'm going to raise from the, you know, in three days. And then as you, he continues to preach in that through parables, which who all likes parables to begin with, <laughs> to be honest. Parables are not my favorite. Mm. But we learn about this, this kind of this cleansing thing. And we continue on. He calls himself the Lamb of God and that imagery that's presented there. And then he's turned over to the Pharisees, hung on a cross, dies. 
raises again in three days. And then you have the teaching afterwards that come after he has ascended into heaven, saying, this was the Lamb of God the, that essentially cleanses us of sin permanently in God's eyes. We don't need to go to the temple every, however often it was, mm-hmm. to kill another animal, because that has already been done through the Lamb. And we have this symbology going on that people at that time who were of the Jewish faith, who understood Jewish customs and traditions, would understand and go, this makes sense now. I see that. Now, obviously, not every Jew in that believed that. They, a lot of them did believe Jesus was a fake Messiah, not the real Messiah. Mm-hmm. That's why you still have the way mm-hmm. things are now, but that's where the Christian tradition then start branching away from that. Sorry, I went off on. <laughs> no. No, that's good information it, it's just a, that the and that and honestly that is a very empty review there's a lot more in there so you have yeah. so you have that as the christian way of thinking about mm-hmm. salvation you you have to have that blood of christ and then you have the video game method let me just rack up <laughs> enough points right. to be good enough yeah but the the fact the thing that you know the the video game method forgets is that if you have one bad mark one sin that immediately disqualifies and you're going oh but you're not being inclusive and you're not being Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um sensible to everyone else and you have to be accepting of all religions here's the thing i accept everyone i i will accept josh the atheist josh the muslim josh the uh jehovah's witness josh the whatever he can be in he could worship antarctica for all i care (laughs) i will accept him i will love him I will treat him as a person no matter what. I will not degrade him in anything. But that doesn't mean that I have to say, oh, just because he believes this means he is right. This idea of relativism has creeped into the church into saying that you must accept everything and make sure that you accept everything as right instead of holding fast to what it was. Now, this concept of um, fundamentalism is something that is often looked at as bad. And the, really, the only thing about fundamentalism is holding back to the traditions. Now, you like holding back. Ooh, that, that sounds bad. <laughs> but I'm not talking about traditions like you must wear a three-piece tux to church every Sunday. I'm talking about the traditions of holding firm to what is true, where the truth comes from, what you deem as a true author- authoritative source, and realizing the fact that not everyone has everything together and it's right. Mm-mm. So unfortunately, video game mode, point mode, as soon as you get one infraction, as soon as you break one of those commandments, it's over. over. And unfortunately, we've all done that since the earliest of ages. We've all lied at least once. We've all lusted once. We've all committed, well, it says commit adultery, really. And you're like, oh, I, I, Aaron goes, I've never slept with someone. I'm good. Yeah, but have you ever looked at someone and go, have you ever looked at porn? Yeah, any of those. You commit adultery with a person in your heart, whether or not you're physically intimate with them or not. Mm. And these are things, especially in this digital age, that we are all guilty of, left, right, and center. doesn't matter your political party. doesn't matter your race background, where you immigrated from or whatnot. Unless you live in the jungle with no internet access, at some point you've probably been exposed to lust and adultery of the heart at some point Mm -hmm. we've all told a lie even those places that have no internet access i guarantee you they've lied 
as well in their own language obviously not english not right. everyone in the world speaks english just because you speak don't speak english does not make you perfecter than thou right so christianity comes at and looks at as like we are all in need of a savior we're all in need of someone not that we say, I believe in Christ, and all of a sudden, I am a perfect person who's never going to cause issues again, never going to look at porn again, never going to lie, never going to cheat, steal, never going to mess up. Instead, we look at Christ and say, that is our goal on who to emulate, mm-hmm. even if we do it badly at times. And this is our goal on how to move forward. And this is our goal on how to live. So it's more than just the get to heaven thing from a Christian perspective. It's a... Right. How do we start modeling our lives? Now, not everyone does that perfectly. Not everyone does that. Well, when I say perfectly, what I mean is <laughs> some people will do like kind of your question you got to, Aaron, was um, do some people do it just as like a, a fire escape, a fire, right. a, a fire pass, you know, um, get out of hell card. And yes, there are going to be people like that. There are going to be people, and I think this is really a detriment that the church does where people, char- you know, some churches that go, you want to go to heaven and they show like angels playing harps and that. <laughs> no. Or do you want to go to hell and they show like fire, fire. and everything? <clears throat> now, obviously, we don't know what hell really looks like or heaven really looks like. We have no. some ideas. Right. You know, based on what's in the revelation imagery from there. Mm-hmm. Is hell literally a place of pure fire and eternal burning? Maybe. Maybe. But the whole concept of hell, the concept of hell is that it is a place of suffering and torment and separation from God. Right. And ultimately, in the end, as Christians, what we believe is that in the end, the biggest piece of that that's going to be the worst part, the most torturous part, is not the eternal punishment, not the damnation, not the torture, but it's going to be that separation from God. Mm -hmm. And maybe... We don't think of that right now because we're like, we want to live how we want to live. <laughs> and maybe we don't think about that in the first death. Because remember, in Revelation, it talks about this is the second when, uh, was it, Hades is thrown into the lake of fire. Yep. And eventually it'll be the new earth. And Yeah. But can you imagine this part? If you are in the original Hades, then you have to be judged mm-hmm. at the white throne. And then you are separated. Mm-hmm. And you read Revelation, it doesn't say how long that takes. It could be a long time. It could be a millisecond. Right. But in that millisecond, mm-hmm. you're reconnected and then immediately disconnected. And that ultimately is the biggest and most painful part of hell. And that's why, you know, this guy going, well, if I, if I get there and they say, oh, you haven't done enough good to get into heaven, then I'm okay with going to hell. Mm-hmm. It's because we're just so flippant about it. You look at some of our basic cuss words and swear words, they have hell in them. We're, we're just flippant. We're, we just let it fly out, whatever. We have degraded it to not heaven without defining what not heaven means. Hmm. I thought about like in that way. What the heck? <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's see here. So, uh, oh, the other piece here that I was going to disagree with about with Josh. But maybe, I don't know, because I think he might have clarified enough. So I'm going to say it, and then we'll see if Josh thinks I clarified it enough. No, <laughs> well, well, no, because um, the phrase that he said 
And then how he clarified it, I think, didn't 100% match. Like, I agree with how he defined it, but I didn't agree with the phrase. So. Go for it. The phrase that you said, you never have a conscience until you acknowledge Christ. That, that phrase I disagree with. Okay. Um, now, I do agree with what you said after that, that your morals as a Christian align with God's morals, you know, as you grow as a Christian. Yeah. You know, um, and then it, outside of that, your morals align with whatever you've been taught outside of that. I agree with that 100%. So I guess where I'm having that, let me ask you this, conscious, you, you don't have a conscience until you acknowledge Christ. How then do you explain people who are not Christian, people who are atheists, whatever, you know, not Christian, but you would, if you were to look at them externally, let's say externally, because obviously we never know what is inside a person's heart all the time, or ever actually, we're human. But you look at them externally, they are doing all the right things. They are, you know, raising funds for the homeless. They are feeding those who are hungry. They never steal. They're donating. They're, they never, they attempt to never lie. But if they misspeak, they immediately apologize and correct the record. Part of that is having a conscience of knowing what is right or wrong. And part of that comes kind of from our sinful nature and from Adam and Eve, where they kind of took of the tr- the fruit of the tree between mm-hmm. good and evil, knowing right and wrong. So, I agree with our morals aligned with what we're taught and who we acknowledge as master. I can't agree with we'd never have a conscience until you acknowledge Christ. What are your thoughts? I mean, and if I and if you maybe want to expound upon something like say this is why I think this, go ahead. I, I I'm just as presented that phrase. I have a no issue with. I can definitely see where you come with that phrase. I mean, yeah. Um, now, when we say conscience, hang on, let me do this. Are going to find out what conscience is? Probably. An inner feeling or voice viewed as acting as a guide to the righteous or the, to the rightness or wrongness of one's behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And someone can feel like what they're doing is right or wrong, and they could be wrong on how that conscience is directing them. They could feel that it is right to abort a baby because the mother doesn't want it. And they could feel 100% right on that. Yeah, because in their mind, they feel that, and they've been taught that their body is their own. Right, and that's what I'm saying. You know, it, it more that aligns with that second statement you said, that morals as a Christian line with God's morals, and then other morals align with what they've been taught and believe. So realistically, we should break it down to, you know, you have a conscience, but what is it aligning with? Right. So Christianity, we are, our conscience is aligned with Christ. Non-Christians, their conscience is aligned with worldly desires. I would agree 100% with that statement. All right. So. I was going to say, because I was thinking to myself, and like, like, I was thinking about how I said it after and how I was saying it to you, and I was like, hmm, well, we do know right from wrong, but they don't know right from wrong from God's right Right, and and that's why I I want to just touch on that real quick, Mm because I was like, I agree. I don't agree with the first, but I agree with that second part. Yeah. And that's why I was like, just wanted to touch on that because mm-hmm. it is, um, I think there's that, that important distinction between the, the two. two. Yes, um, I agree. Because if, if we went around honestly saying, you don't have morals and you don't have a conscience at all until you acknowledge God, I'd have to look at you and be like, honestly, you're a little crazy. Because <laughs> people have a conscience on what they believe is right and wrong, as you pointed out very well. Um, it's just... How, how then are they aligned? Where do they align to? So, so the final thing there, Johnson, that I think was um, 
And you were talking about the dream you said Matt had or whatever. And yeah. About with the, and obviously, you're paraphrasing. Very, you, very butchered. <laughs> you're, you're butchering, but it's very paraphrased. But it yeah. still comes across as a, as a good imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, this person, she feels disgusting and undeserving of what God is offering her. And out of love and mercy, God takes her and loves her. And I think that's a very appropriate imagery for the Christian God. Or what Christians believe. Because mm-hmm. us as humans, 100% undeserving. We, yeah. Because, we, you know, God says one piece of sin and you're done. Well, guess what? Boop, 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 we sin. <laughs> we, we, we sin from being born. Okay. We're born into sin. And in reality, humanity is kind of disgusting. Uh, you look at, you know, our ancient civilizations like Greeks and Romans and that, and other civilizations that do human sacrifices, orgies to the goddesses, you know, these various things, they're, we're disgusting people. We are, okay? We mm-hmm. do what we want to do for our own self-pleasure, regardless of our people. We murder, we steal, we commit adultery. We do all these things that are undeserving. So in a way, you know, imagery, this dream, we're that lady. We're that ugly, disgusting thing has done so much. We have cheated on our spouse five billion times, and yet God still says, I'm coming for you. Now, he doesn't just say, I'm, you know, I'll take you back. God actually pursues. He doesn't mm-hmm. just sit by and not act. It's, it's an act to send his son. Mm-hmm. It's an act to die. It's an act to resurrect him and for Jesus to ascend to heaven. That's not passive. Passive would be, I'm going to wait here on this mountain until you come and prove your worth to me and ask me to do this. And now that you're here, okay, now ask me to do the next part. Ask me to do the next part. But he's active in reaching out. And I love how it says, out of love and mercy, God takes her and loves her. Mm -hmm. Now, when we say loves her, not saying like um, romantic relations Mm -hmm. for newlyweds. We're talking no. care for them. Yep. We're talking real love, not sexual love. And so I, I, I find that as a very nice, beautiful dream. Right. Yeah. Very nice. That'd be a good one to have. <laughs> Definitely better than some of the weird ones I've been having recently. Mm, same. <laughs> so, Mr. Johnson, mm. this is probably going to throw you for a loop here. Great. Because, again... The, the, this idea came from Mr. Johnson over here on what's so great about heaven, uh, how to get to heaven, this type of thing. Obviously, we never really got to the what's so great portion. <laughs> we, we mostly kind of talked to kind of the a quick how-tos a, what, ish. A, kind of the how to ish, yeah. but kind of the reason behind the how to ish. Yeah. So, since Aaron, uh, you brought up this topic here of yeah. what's so great about heaven and with the subtopic of how to get to heaven. I feel it would be remiss if of me and of the <laughs> podcast if we didn't end with something on that. Now, again, I I, I, I'm saying this of you do not have to believe and be a Christian. You don't if if that is something you're like I am Muslim or I am this or that, that is fine. I'm not saying you're a horrible person or anything. But if you do have questions about Christianity, if you do want to look into it more, if maybe you you do want to. Get to know Jesus as your Savior. There's a thing. uh, It's called the Romans Road, and I'll have Aaron go through that in a second here. But if there's anything else, you know, 
reach out to a local church. Reach out, reach out if you know a Christian. Talk to them. Uh, reach out to, I guess, us, uywords at gmail.com. And I'm sure... I'm sure someone will be more than willing to email. Yeah. Now, obviously, if you're emailing just to email and go, you're a bunch of idiots. Thanks. Just please <laughs> just say both of our times and don't do that. Right. But if you want to have respectful conversation, we welcome it. Now, that being said, Aaron, I'm going to go ahead and end with you uh, going through the Romans road. Oh, boy. All right. Well, I mean, yeah, for the kind of the, the how to's, it's, man. As Paul's pretty much covered all of it already, pretty much, and this is explaining everything. Um, we are all you know, born into sin. You know, it's just it's we're naturally sinners. Um, so that's one first part is acknowledging that we're sinners and that we're in need of saving. Um, and the wages for and this is point two: the wages of our sin is death, which is you know, separation from God and going to hell. And then knowing that Jesus paid that debt for us on the cross taking that payment for us oh oh <laughs> okay so the jesus paid our debt on the cross taking that you know payment for us salvation comes by the faith of believing in him and by confessing our sins with our mouths and believing in our hearts that christ is our savior and he came to save for us and died for us and rose again and just i mean the great thing that we can do is we can call upon the Lord and ask him for the salvation and be saved um, in, in Christ. And I think for, I guess, yeah, for the last one for Romans, uh, for calling the Lord is Romans ten thirteen, And it says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved.